Well, hello. I appreciate you being here for this time on the audio thing. You're listening. I'm speaking, and we're in different... You're not listening right now. I'm speaking right now. Well, you are listening right now, but I'm speaking right now, but the right now that I'm having is like a lot different than the one you are, at least in linear time. That's how it's supposed to work. I'm not really sure. I'm still learning about this stuff. And uh, as I learn, I like to share. And I wanted to take some time and say, first of all, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, I just got some notifications. It does pretty well. So I'm really happy about that. And I appreciate your reviews. Um, If you haven't left one and you enjoy the show, please leave one. If you hate the show, ah, go for it. Leave one. I'm always looking for ways to improve and get better. So first of all, thank you. And secondly, I want to share a clip with you today about genius. Um, And I'm really excited how things are starting to kind of line up in the world about what I'm learning, what I'm teaching, and the value of myth. Myth, M-Y-T-H, myth, mythological uh, story, story that's embedded in human beings from a very ancient history, right? We've only been living in the Industrial Revolution, or we've only been living since the Industrial Revolution now 120 years, okay? 120 years. Uh, And I think that is something worth sitting down and thinking about because before the industrial revolution, human beings have been living on this earth for at least thousands of years before that. Okay. That's a long time. Now myth is pretty amazing. Some of these myths like the Grimm brothers tales and on and on have been with us for thousands of years. And what I've learned and discovered recently is that a lot of things that are shared are only shared word of mouth at a campfire in privacy. You know, if we even go back to the Greeks, you know, Socrates' death, uh, sharing uh, Pythagorean ideas would have gotten you into a lot of trouble. They couldn't write that stuff down because then it could be traced back to them, which is pretty interesting stuff, the power of myth, the power of symbology and understanding symbology. We live in a society right now that takes literally everything literally, literally, and is also (laughs) being lied to at the same time. And so here we are taking everything literally, but also everything that we're being told is not true. So what are we supposed to believe, right? Now, the power of myth, the power of story can help to illuminate these things in a way that can't really be cut off or censored or, um, you know, banned or uh, canceled, you know, because it's a story that is a narrative story that symbolizes something. And that is the power of myth and the power of story, which is, again, embedded in us for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So I want to share with you a clip from someone that I really, really like. And it's about, um, it's about discovering your genius. It's about these ancient, old ideas, discovering our genius, understanding at a deep, deep, deep level exactly who we are 
and what we're here to do, that each and every one of us has a genius. And Michael Mead is a storyteller who talks about a lot of these older stories um, and then looking into a lot of these older uh, they're not even that old, uh, books from the nineties and stuff. I mean, these guys are still with us. Robert Bly's book, Iron John, which is basically written around an entire, uh, fable, right? And it, it symbolizes, uh, the progression of a masculine being coming into their manhood. And it's been fascinating for me. It's incredibly brilliant. Uh, it has a lot of insight. It's not, in any way exclusive or uh, uh, dismissive uh, of anyone, you know. Uh, in fact, it's very uh, it's very uh, approachable and very inclusive, I would say, uh, from its aim. Uh, and they're using these myths and these stories to understand the parts, the deeper parts of ourselves, how we relate within ourselves as human beings and what our genius is, where it is, how we find it. So Michael Mead, I want to share a clip uh, at the end of this where he is going to be talking to us about the definition of genius. Now, I've personally been putting something together and as I'm discovering all this stuff, things are just sinking right into, you know, each other, which I shouldn't be surprised, but whatever. Um, I'm seeing the connections between things and it's really exciting to me. Um, so since December, I've been personally working along with my friend, Lindsay, she's been helping me every step of the way. Lindsay Zimmerman, if you don't, uh, follow, uh, better than, uh, better than LLC on Instagram. Uh, and she's got a podcast too, better than podcasts. She's got an amazing uh, project that she's working on. I'm super excited about it. She's been helping me with, uh, this course that I have been putting together since last December. And, you know, I wanted to make something that was brief, uh, that cuts out a lot of the things that don't matter that, uh, someone can do in a week that someone who, had no idea, you know, what reality creation was, could take, and also someone who did, <laughs> could take. And I had a lot of things that I wanted to do with this particular course. I also wanted to make it, uh, there no barrier to entry. So that if, wherever you're at, that you could gain access to this information. You know, that the, the fault of, well, there's a lot of faults in society, but like the main thing that we do here in society, here's how we kind of do things. We go through life. And we uh, guess at what we're going to do. <laughs> we maybe go to school and get a degree and pay thousands and thousands of dollars for that degree. And then we try that degree out and think, this is who I am. I'm a mechanical engineer. And that's just me. And that's my personality. And that's how I identify myself and all of this. And it's like, no. It's <laughs> like, no. Uh, and of course, that works out relatively poorly, or we stuff our heart in a box and pretend and conform to be that person, which we're not. Um, I don't want people to live that way. I, I don't think that is a healthy way to live. I don't think that's a productive way to live. I don't think that's the way that truly successful people live. I think successful people understand who they are, right? This ancient idea that are, that is passed through these myths is Timit Noske. Timit Noske. Understand, know thyself right? That's what it's really all about. And all of these myths are pointing to that. It's all about deciding and understanding who we are at a deep level. Like the idea of king, warrior, magician, lover 
are these four archetypes that are within the psyche of, um, of a human being, right? Um, and so understanding what those are and asking those questions, understanding the myths behind it can really help to illuminate uh, you know, uh, those aspects of ourselves, those archetypes that are within us and to integrate that stuff, uh, and understanding, you know, what we're here to do and what reality is and pendulums and the Ikigai model and, uh, critical thinking and strategy can put us on a course of our, of like literally living our reason for being like, creating something that is completely unique, being that authentic self that we really are and adding something to society uh, as a result of that, as opposed to pretending that we're something that the system uh, considers us to be, right? The system pushes us into these boxes and says, this is who you are. This is who you No, like if we know who we are, we'll be able to really truly express our genius. We all have genius. And that's what uh, Michael Mead is going to talk about. Each and every one of us has genius. It's the same ideas that are in trans surfing or whatever. Uh, all these spiritual books are leading us back to the same thing. All of them. And, you know, and, and, and that is ourself. That is who we are at a deep level and what we can contribute and give to the world that we also enjoy. It's not about like giving something that we, you know, uh, now we're empty. It's like, no way, dude, I got this. I can step into this space. <laughs> you know, uh, that should be kind of the feeling, right? And, um, you know, I've been traveling. I've been able to meet people. I've been able to connect with a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people out there who are really open and, and there's a lot of people out there who want to help. There's a lot of people out there who have skills and talents and who have similar mindsets who are open-minded, I would say like, that's the best way I can say this, you know, open-minded people, right? Uh, not staunch or set in their ways and able to communicate in a way with other people who might even be able to disagree with them. Oh my God. Imagine. Anyway. Um, so I'm putting that course out, uh, now, and I'll also have a podcast here dropping on Friday with Melissa Rochelle. She's a crypto comedian. She's very niche. Uh, and I think, you know, she has uh, done like a lot of libertarian shows and stuff like that. Uh, she's also into real estate. Super cool uh, person. Very funny. And we had a great chat. So that's going to come out uh, tomorrow. And in the meantime, um, I'm going to put a link to basically like a short video sort of presentation of, of the course put that in the show notes. Please check that out. If there's somebody that you can think of that that course could help, I just ask that you share that link. Um, you know, and if you decide to take the course, please, you know, give me feedback. I'm really proud of it. I think it's great. Uh, personally, you know, thankfully I had a lot of help with that. And, uh, and that's why I think it's, it's, it's great. And I'm proud of it. And, you know, I'm selling it for a price that anyone can afford, really. Um, I was selling it for a lot more, uh, but I don't think that's the right move. And I think that, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm taking the breadcrumb trail. Here we are, you know, I'm, I'm doing um, my best. So I'm asking for your support uh, in any way you can help get the word out. Uh, maybe share the link or uh, check it out or shoot me a message or, or whatever, you know, uh, whatever you can do, I would greatly appreciate, of course. And I hope that uh, anything that I've put out there has been helpful to you in any way. Um, just appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Thank you for doing what you do. Uh, thank you for being your own unique expression of the universe. I want to leave you now with the definition of genius by Michael Mead. He's a, a, an amazing storyteller, a student of myth, and someone I think we could all learn a whole lot from. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Genius refers to the spirit that's already there. That's the meaning of it. It's a Latin word, genius, but it really comes from North, North Africa where it was pronounced genie. And then you have, uh, in Latin, they say genus loci, uh, the spirit of the place. And so um, you have school spirit manifested, you know, maybe the football stadium, basketball court. You see the school spirit come out. That's the genius of the place. And then you have excuse me, the genius of the person, uh, the inner genius. So sometimes it's called the garden, guardian angel or the inner muse. In Africa, they call it the divine twin. It's the resident spirit of the soul present in each person, and it involves our own individual unique way of seeing life. I want to repeat that. The genius in us involves our unique way of seeing life. William Stafford has that poem about, he calls it the muse. The muse is the feminine term. The genius is the, is the masculine term. They're very similar. But he says in his poem, When I Met My Muse, he says at the end, or she says to him, I am your own way of seeing the world. As long as you look through my vision, everything in this world will be a kind of salvation for you. You can interpret from that one of the ways to salvation saving oneself from the usual disasters, one of the ways there is to be seeing the world in our own unique way. The notion of the genius, of the resident spirit inside each person, is connected to the idea that each person is unique and never will be repeated. The genius of each one of us is to be already uniquely ourselves. I'm going to repeat it because we live in a world that is ruled by collectivism, and by massing, right? We have mass communications. We're right near the, a lot of the source of that. We have, it's a mass culture. One of the problems with mass culture is it's automatically against the individual. The individual, it means the undivided person. It means the one who found what was supposed to be found inside them and learned how to live it, and therefore they're not divided within themselves. They're not divided from their soul, and they're not divided from their own genius, but they're living with it. And mass culture cannot foster that. It cannot even support it. It tends to go against it. I'm just saying it in case you're finding life difficult. <laughs> it's always an upstream swim 
to become a real person, but in a mass culture, you're swimming against ocean waves. As the indwelling spirit of our life, the genius is the source of our true identity. And if it is ignored or remains under, unrecognized, it becomes the cause of our real identity problems. You get what I'm saying? That the identity we're trying to find and live out is hidden within us. Um, one of the cool things happening in modern culture is Eastern philosophy and Eastern spiritual notions are coming into the West. I think it's a good thing because in the East, they say the knowledge you're looking for is inside. Um, and in the West, everybody thinks it's outside, and that gives rise to the whole advertising business. You know what I'm saying? Everybody constantly trying to sell us stuff to make us into somebody else where we really need the opportunity or take the opportunity to become who we already are. And in the East... The function of meditation and deep reflection and all that is to find the genius within, or they call it the divine within. And if you think of spirit as the uh, genius, as the spirit within a person, spirit has hints of divine in it. Therefore, you could extract the idea everybody has the divine in them, and that's why we respect each other, because each person is carrying something to divine. You get what I'm saying? I hope you get what I'm saying. Because this is the reason to make an effort to have a meaningful life. And this is the reason, I think, to teach. And this is the reason to fight for things that are meaningful. is so that people get not the opportunity for outward success. Okay, if you can produce that, good. The opportunity people need, what real success or the kind I'm talking about, is the opportunity to risk becoming oneself. Um, there's a lot of cultures that say... You know, you always think uh, you begin the world, uh, you enter the world stage left. Did you get that idea? Remember Shakespeare? All the world is but a stage and we are the players on it. And so we all enter stage left and then we're all exiting stage right. Did you get that idea? Uh, did you get the memo? <laughs> no one gets out of this alive. Everybody's headed for the same exit door. Um, and the idea is somewhere on the stage as we're passing through to awaken to the role we claim, came to live. And, and, and that awakening involves the recognition of the genius, the mixture of talents and gifts and style and the unique qualities and vision that we brought to the world to awaken to that in the drama of being on the stage of life before we die. And I've written about this in Fate and Destiny. There are many cultures that say, at the end, there's not this big judgment day. At the end, the question is, did you become yourself? The question is, did, not did you keep the rules? Not did you get straight A's? Not did you get a scholarship? You know, that's not the question. The question is, did you become yourself? And the self that we're supposed to become is seated in us from the beginning, and the old word for it was genius. And so the idea is everybody's already won the lottery in the sense that everybody has this genius inside. And the question is, can we awaken it and then learn to live with it? Because it's a demanding, demanding thing once you have found it. Genus and genius are like two opposite things. Genus is the group, the, the species. Genius is the unique exception to that. 
So the, the idea is somewhere in life to become the distinctly different individual from others. There's periods in youth and growing up where you want to, want to be like everybody else. It's kind of a stage. And somewhere in there, though, something starts to turn. It happens in youth when a person starts to try to figure out, who am I really? And that's an, a question about the genius. So just to say it again, the resident spirit of the soul, the genius, combines the inherent gifts and talents born with us as well as the inner inclinations and the style that gives shape to one's character from within. So the idea isn't to develop character like they say. Usually they're talking about moral character. What they mean is you follow certain ideas and then someone says you have character. The idea is to become a character in one's own play. You know, At the end, my sense is no one's going to say, Hey, you did a good job. You followed the rules. At the end, they want to know, did you become a really interesting character that no one can forget? That's the idea. We're supposed to have lived in such a unique way that when we go, everybody notices something's missing. I'm trying to make this argument for the individual and the intelligence of the genius of the individual in the midst of the math, mass culture and in the midst of the chaos and the increasing sense of despair and nihilism about the world because I think we can only stand against that as unique individuals and the group cannot manage it. Well, there you have it. Uh, abrupt cut on the violins there. <clears throat> Not my doing. Um, but I really, really, really enjoyed this, this particular very short and brief explanation because it totally mirrors, you know, everything else, right? Everything is telling us the same thing in different words. Uh, but as far as what I'm trying to bring out there and help people with is to really understand who they are at a deep level and what they can give. You see, your purpose is not, you know, what you do for a living. That's where we fucked up. And we go to, you know, uh, college and we're supposed to just know what it is that we're supposed to do at 18 for the rest of our lives. No, that's not how it works. We have a genius. We have a special, specific contribution to society that we're responsible to bring forward, in my opinion. And, you know, the postmodern view is, oh, you get to make it up. Well, that's not the ancient view, but even in the postmodern view, okay, make up a good one. And I can still show you how to make up one, right? Um, and so that's the idea. So I want you to find your purpose however you decide to do it. If you take my course, whatever. We need you. That's what I'm trying to say. We need you out there doing your work. Emerson says, do your work and I shall know you. And when I see people who are good at art, when I see people who are good at comedy, when I see people who are good at whatever their craft is, I can see their soul in their work. And it's apparent to me exact. I can see who they are just from that. I don't even have to know them yet. I can't wait to get to know them because I've seen their fucking soul, you know? So anyway, uh, <clears throat> I hope you all have enjoyed uh, this little clip. Uh, if you can support me, great. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. And, you know, if, uh, if this is something that you're interested in, you want more information, I'll put some links below. And, uh, yeah, podcast tomorrow with Melissa Rochelle. Thank you so much. Have a great one.